We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Presented by Under Armour. Welcome to Light Years. Andy Lou, nothing says the holidays like getting sick. Am I right? I mean, look at you. Listen to you, Sam. I've been sick for a month, so I'm used to it, but you sound, man, are you going to make it? Are we? Are you going to get to the to the, to the back-to-back tonight and tomorrow? Flu. Yeah, you get a flu game. Flu game, Sam, here. Uh, I'm going to pod through. We'll be fine. So, yeah, woo. if you're listening to this, we're recording this. Before the Warriors Wizards game, there will be no post game show after the Wizards game tonight. Uh, both Andy and I are a little under the weather. Uh, post game shows will be back after Christmas, but for this holiday weekend, we're going to give you this podcast. Enjoy, spend time with your family, and you know we'll be back to the normal shenanigans starting early next week. Let's go. So you know, as we're entering the holiday weekend, Warriors on a three game winning streak expecting them not to disappoint us against the Wizards and Trailblazers leading up to Christmas, which I don't know if I should expect that, but I am expecting them to give us two more wins and have a five-game winning streak. Uh, and, you know, if they do disappoint us, you can come and say, you idiot, well, why would you put that out into the universe? But my question for you is, okay, let's assume we get that going, a little positive vibes here. What's on your holiday wish list for this Warriors team, Andy? Oh, where do we begin? I, you know, we do this every year and I love it because it's a good kind of <clears throat> mid-season-ish break. And we got to think about, yeah. you know, what's been going wrong? You know, last season, I, I felt like it was like, can these guys just kind of like each other? Right? Yeah. Was that kind of last season? Can, can they just enjoy each other? This season, they do like each other, I feel like. I feel like these guys generally They're enjoy just not good anymore. No, They're just, just yeah, apparently. <laughs> um, okay, so there are a lot of obvious things on the holiday wish list. I will start with one, and then we'll go, we'll go from there. I would like to see, and it's fitting because this guy is, again, sick tonight. Okay, just like all of us. I would like to see Andrew Wiggins be more like Andrew Wiggins. I wouldn't even mind if Andrew Wiggins became Minnesota Andrew Wiggins. I'm okay, I'm okay with that. I don't need... Uh, 2022 Boston Celtics, you know, Andrew Wiggins. I don't actually need that guy. I would enjoy him just if he became back to the Minnesota version of Andrew Wiggins. Right now, he is, I think, actually getting better. If you look at his numbers the last four-ish, five games or so, he's been better. 
but that bar is very low from what he was in the beginning of the season when he was shooting 10% from three. So, Sam, that's it. It's it's not, I think, nothing crazy. That's it. Andrew Wiggins, can you just become an league average player? I'm okay with that. Wishful thinking. <laughs> Wishful thinking on your part. We're um, so low for that. I, mean, so I do think low. it's funny because when we were painting optimism for the season and the offseason, and just to be clear, me, not you, uh, I just made the assumption that Wiggins would be back to being who he was. Clay would build off of last season. All those things would work, but this Chris Paul element would bring out some, some positive play in the kids. Ironically, we've gotten some positive play out of the kids, especially in recent weeks, but it's been the veterans who've been mostly the issue here, uh, starting with number one, uh, Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, I think it'd, it'd go a long way if they if they could get him going because if they got Wiggins ba- playing back to his capability with this emergence of Kuminga uh, and eventually the reemergence of Draymond, uh, they'd have a chance of being a really good defense because that's kind of what you need for oh. a defense. Like three really versatile, switchy, big wings. Like you could build something from there. I kind of always feel like that's like their recipe given this current roster and you know uh, if Wiggins was playing well Kuminga was unplayable now that Kuminga is playing well Wiggins is kind of a mess Draymond completely different issue like just stay on the court buddy you know yeah so Clay's I back think, too right like Clay's back he's yeah back, I think we could yeah. say yeah a little bit yeah um I feel like okay so mine would be mine's a little broader which is more can we get can we get some better production out of the front court whether it's through internal or through external. Um, but the the Looney Draymond thing is is done, in my opinion, and I think they think it's done. Maybe Trace Jackson Davis Interesting. jumps jumps Looney in the rotation now. He's looked really positive recently. Maybe Kuminga takes a step. Maybe those are the front court reinforcements you need, or maybe they get serious about it and make a move at the trade deadline. But in 2022, they pretty much stretched the boundaries of what's possible without having any scoring in your front court. And I just don't know if that's sustainable. Actually, I don't think it's sustainable. It's not that I don't know. I feel very confident it's not sustainable. They got to figure something out there. And I think that opens up a lot of doors for them. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the loony problem, right? You just, you know, I actually don't think we talked about this yet. Man, what happened to the rebounding? Right, like that—that's that, really what I mean. The defense is gone. The finishing—the finishing's obvious. Everybody talks about it, but he was never a great finisher. Like the rebounding is just completely off the map. He was one of the best rebound cleaning. Like we had him on. He was the Windex Windex MVP. Remember that? So it was. That's tough. I'm with you. Um, that's looks the tired. biggest thing right now. I mean, he's t- he's tired. Then he shouldn't be playing, right? I know he. Does, I know he's gonna want to play and all that stuff. But I think at some point. I mean, do you just sit him a week? I mean, right now it's probably the perfect. I mean, they're they're playing Jokic. We'll get to that, but so you probably kind of need him there. But he's not yeah. playing that many minutes. You're right; he does look tired. Maybe he's hurt. Maybe he's just not. I I find it hard to believe that he's not that good. I do think that we're gonna see. I don't think it's a hey, we won't see Looney be good again this season, Sam. I do think like maybe a month or two months from now, I think he'll resurface. Like I I do trust he'll resurface. Uh, kind of like how we've seen with Clay, where Clay was really bad to start the season. Now Clay's he's just back, and I'm hoping with Wiggins. <laughs> I'm hoping. I'm praying. Yeah, I mean, I, it's not that I think Looney is a bad player. I just think he's a role player. I think he's a matchup piece, and 
they kind of wanted to make him a core piece. They view him as one because of how much he means to the locker room, to the culture, to always showing up and doing his job hard. And, and, and like all that stuff's important. And Steve Kerr's right to empower him, to show other guys on the team. If you show up, you do your job, you listen to your coaches, you'll play more. But like end of the day, to your point, not a good finisher, doesn't really shoot the ball, uh, just as like a non-threat on offense. Yes, he rebounds. Yes, he's an excellent post defender. But how many teams do you need that against? Ironically, you pointed it out. You need it definitely against uh, Denver more than anyone, right? But not every team do you need a Looney. You don't really need Looney against the Wizards. You or, don't really need Portland. Looney against Portland, <laughs> right. you know? So I think what's really going to happen here is he needs to be treated like a matchup guy, you know? He needs to be treated like he's on your Giants, a platoon guy, you know? You get, the right, you get the right matchup, it's a Looney game. It's not the right matchup. No matchups for the Giants anymore. Yeah, send, send Gabe out there, pull him out. Put put Trace Jackson Davis in. Boom. <sighs> you know? <laughs> uh anyway, I, I think for them to get to the next level and to get into any form of content to actually build upon some positivity and get out of this like play in stage, it's gonna come down to finding a five man lineup that has a player who's next to Draymond, or if it's Looney in there, next to Looney who's actually an offensive threat. So they're going with kind of four guys who can score the ball in one capacity or another. Like, you know, I'm not saying they have to shoot the ball like clay because there's only one other guy on the roster who can do that. Uh, but like, they're a threat to do something like Trace Jackson Davis can finish inside. He's athletic. He could be a threat. Kuminga similarly more is kind of a slashing threat in that sort of way. You just, you got to have four guys out there who can score in some capacity. And then you let Draymond just be the glue guy who fills every gap around that. I wonder if they can get away with playing Draymond and Trace Jackson Davis when we talk about holiday wish list moving forward. So I'm I'm tagging along with yours. This was not on my list, but just thinking mm -hmm. about it, can they get away with that? Actually, you know what? Getting away with that is is not is not what I'm trying to say. Can they actually flourish with that? Can they build a Draymond and TJD lineup where maybe TJD is the guy that's finishing, um, and and you've got maybe Steph, Clay, and and probably probably Kaminga with that lineup. Um, it's a lot of non-shooters, but can they can they get away with that defensively? You think that's probably really good. Um, and then offensively, is it going to be able to fit? As, more, as it's more dynamic than some super, of the combos. Super yeah. right. And I, I don't know. This is kind of crazy. We haven't really seen TJD do this outside of just the last two games. But I'm just thinking about what you're saying with the front court. I mean, is that is that bring them back defensively? Because all of a sudden you've got Kuminga out there. As the wing defender, who I think is like, it's kind of average, but he's still big. TJD looks like an elite, like has a chance to be an elite off ball guy. Draymond, we know, elite, elite, elite IQ. And then you've got Clay. Like, it's still tough to guard these smaller guards, but nobody can. But that's still a really good defensive five, I think. And then offensively, kind of have to figure it out. But at least with Draymond and, and TJD, like, TJD just walks into eight points a game which is the crazy part. So maybe that front court lineup makes sense. And I don't think we've ever talked about that front court lineup, Draymond TJD. I don't, it's kind of fascinating the more, the more I kind of talk it out. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's what they wanted Jordan Bell to be back in the day. Oh, ooh, remember my guy. <laughs> and for him, it was such like, it started so hot and then it went down and then it just never worked out. But like maybe TJD can be the optimized, more mature version of what Jordan oh, Bell was. I, honestly, you know, you know, he's not sending. Um, oh boy, not sending gifts to the assistant coach's rooms. 
<laughs> do, doing the uh i thought the windmill dunk or off the backboard dunk up 20 was pretty funny but yeah he also i loved him uh good passer good screener yeah. which is what tjd is too right but like wasn't as athletic as, as tjd tjd is somehow taller i think and even though Chase Jackson Davis is not. He's more. Tall. He's more. Expl- he's like more physically explosive. Is this thing that stands out to me at TJD? You know, like I, I feel like he he more power dunks than we ever saw from Jordan Bell. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Even though. Yeah. It's kind even of though Jordan Bell could get up. Like let's not. Out of the second late that late and I mean he can't shoot because he's right? twenty three. Yeah, he can't. He's shoot old. Yeah. yeah, he's turning twenty four in January. He's just a good player. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he should have he should have gone in the early second round once, like all the high upside guys. Like it was like, all right, we know this guy can be a rotation piece, but hey, you know what? Uh, teams take terrible first round picks all the time. No one knows better than us. So, uh, <laughs> all right, you know, all right. <laughs> this thing's inexact. Anyway, good. Yeah. good I don't play. know how many we're going down the list, but I I got one more for you. I got one more for you. And go for uh, it. This is Steve Kerr one. Okay, I was listening to I listen to the radio a lot. Um, I think we all do. Uh, our guys over at ninety five seven, and and I I think uh, our guy friend of the show Steiny was talking about how he he thinks that um, so that I'm not arguing against the wall here. Like he thinks that part of the reason why some of these young guys are playing so well is because they're sitting and they're learning and, and they're understanding what you need to do so that when you get on the court, uh, you're doing all the right things, which has kind of led to how Moody and Kaminga are now playing so well. Same with TJD, and you know that. We completely disagree. I would like the rest of the season, I would like Steve Kerr to proactively make decisions faster than he's done the first 25 games of the season. Uh, you can argue that he's given leeway to Clay. It's worked. He's given leeway to Wiggins. It's not worked. He's given leeway to Chris Paul. I think it's kind of hit or miss. And then he's given, obviously, the ton of leeway to Draymond, and that's not worked. Um I do think as we head toward the trade deadline and then after the trade deadline, whatever happens, um, he has to be more proactive in understanding if Moody's going to be great tonight, he's going to have to close. If Kaminga's going to be great tonight, he's going to have to close. If TJD's the guy, get Looney out of the, the rotation. Get Sarge out of the rotation because he can't defend, right? Those are just kind of like obvious, obvious things. I'm sure there are a bunch behind that. But he has not shown to be able to do that and I think has cost his team three to four games this season already because he's refused to do that. Um, so that's it. I mean, we talk about it every show, but that's it. Can he actually be more proactive? And he hasn't shown that he's ever been a coach to do that. Yeah. And to your point recently, that's been a thing. I would say since, um, since he made the lineup change, there's been a little more, let the kids play and it's been positive. Like Pajemski is good. He's, he should be in the lineup as much as he is. I, Pajemski's done nothing to not earn the minutes he's getting. Maybe he'll hit a cold spell later where you have to consider playing him less. But as of right now, he feels imperative to be out there. Kuminga, since he's been starting, has played his best basketball probably of his Warriors career. You know what? That didn't come because he sat. That came because the coach finally trusted him a little bit. And then Trace Jackson Davis was just ready. And, uh, you know, he's, he looks like he should play more. So I agree with you. Right now, you have a deep roster without necessarily a clear-cut five to go to. So you have to coach it as such. Like We know Steph is always going to be out there. Clay's pretty much always going to be out there closing, too. Draymond, I mean, I guess when he comes back, but right now he's not with the team. The right. point is you, you should be making quicker adjustments with this roster because it's the kind of team you have right now. Okay.
want to talk with you about the Under Armour matchup of the week. So you knew what it had to be. It's Christmas Day against the defending champs, against the Denver Nuggets. Let's talk this. Through. You know, I'm a little bummed Draymond isn't here for this because while I don't think this Warriors team is anywhere close to their ceiling, it would have been nice to get kind of a litmus test against the champs at you know at about the 40% mark through the season or the 33% mark through the season against uh, the Denver Nuggets. We're not going to get that without Draymond, but I still think it's a test because if you ask me today, I would still say the Nuggets are the favorite to repeat against the field. I don't know. Where are you at with the Nuggets Ooh, right now? Yeah, I, I, I agree. This I agree with you, which is why I think this matchup actually is a little bigger than what you're saying. I, I think this actually... This means a lot to the Warriors. They're going to go into this game, knock on wood, five in a row. If not five in a row, then four of their last five. A um, little bit of a hot streak. They'll be at around 500. And, and they just, the, the win that they got with the Celtics, you can argue kind of their really signature win of the season. This would be the signature win of the season if they can get this win. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And I think part of it, too, is with Chase Jackson Davis, can he be someone? If he can hang on the floor with Nikola Jokic, um, then he's a player that's just going to play for the yeah. rest of the season if, for this team can, for a long time. If he can time. hang, if he can hang versus Jokic, Pencilman for twenty a night minimum. The rest, and, of the and that's a lot. It's asking yeah. for a lot. I do think that when you talk about matchup of the week, that's the one that probably that I'm looking at. Can he stay on the floor against? Not likely. And then the real, 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 real matchup of the week, uh, because I don't think the Warriors can necessarily defend the Nuggets. This game's got probably going to be the one twenties. What does Denver do with a Steph Curry high pick and roll? You bring this up. Every single time it happens, it's one of the reasons why you say that the Warriors are one of the, the toughest matchups for the Nuggets is, are the Warriors going to go to that high pick and roll? And how is Denver going to guard it? Because, I mean, this might be a playoff preview, right? It's, it's that big. Yeah. I mean, Denver didn't have to go through a single team who could exploit them with this in the playoffs last year. No, not disrespecting their championship run in any way, but the teams they went up against were not teams that spread them out like that. The Warriors, in theory, and I don't know if this roster can get to high enough ceiling for it to matter, but if they figure out a way to get to a contention-level ceiling, they should spam that on repeat because that exploits Nikola Jokic's only weakness. He really only has one weakness, and it's guarding the high pick-and-roll against great shooting. And guess what? That's the one thing the Warriors do have, which is the best pick-and-roll shooter of all time. So I don't know. It'll be fun to see. It's fun to watch them get matched up against teams at this level. And if nothing else, it should give us an idea of how far off they are right now, even though they're starting to turn it around a little bit. So that's why this is the UA Under Armour matchup of the week. This week's Light Years podcast brought to you by Game Time. Sam, I was in New York and I wanted to catch my first ever Yankee Stadium game. Went to it last second. The app that I used to buy the tickets was game time because buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports music comedy and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and the best price guarantee you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you will have forget planning months in advance game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, all the above. The game time guarantee means you will always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, game time will actually credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without distress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use light years, L-Y-G-H-T-Y-E-R-S, for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. 
create an account and redeem code LIGHTYEARS for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. You know, we were talking about it, Andy. So the kids are playing better. And I guess my, my question for you is, does the emergence of some of the youth on this roster make you think they still need a big move? Or are you more looking at it like, wait, let's see how these guys continue developing because they might not need to make that big swing that we've been talking about if Kuminga keeps taking a step, if Pajemski is this real, if Trace Jackson Davis is this real. If these guys are really going to be players who can help you win games as they're showing they can do in early December, maybe this team only needs to look to pick up a marginal piece. Ah, you're crazy. You're crazy if it's the latter. I think if Steph was 38 years old right now, I think, yeah, they, maybe they'll pick up a marginal piece kind of and kind of like let it ride with the developmental guys because maybe you don't want to sacrifice some of them. Uh, but to me, Steph is still good enough to win a championship as the lead guy, as Becky Hammond, friend of the show, said. One of the only exceptions in NBA history as a guard that can win as a lead. Uh, so it's like, right, if, if Steph was Dame, and this isn't meant as slander, if Steph was Dame, then it's like, do you really little, go all in? Because <laughs> it's because it's like he's not good enough. It's very clear that Dame is not good enough to win a Portland, Portland looked at it when he said, trade the pick. Just go all in. And they're like, yeah, yeah you're not good enough, buddy. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll take Scoot. And it remains to be seen if he's any good. But um, I think this version of Steph is a very much can we trade whoever we got to trade if some of these guys, big fish guys, are on the table? And we know who they are. I think you got to do that. You have to. I actually, I actually think it's a necessity for this team. They got too many guys. They got too many mid guys. right? And, and mid, not in a bad way, because GP2 is excellent. Pajemski's obviously excellent right now. Uh, Andrew Wiggins is the definition of mid, but like he's still a rotation player. They have all these guys who... Moses Moody's playing 15 minutes a game. You either can we can we either move him because somebody wants him, or you just play him more because you consolidate some pieces to get a star player. They've got to. There's no other option, Sam. No other option. Yeah. I think push comes to shove. I'm with you on this one. I think I don't know. Of the I I what about this? Of the young guys, which one? Would you be oh most upset if they moved? Oh, man. Okay, so the young guys are Jonathan you Kuminga. Jonathan Kuminga. Yeah. Moses All Moody. right, so, so I'll run through it. Kuminga, yeah. Moody, Pajemski, Trace Jackson Davis, and um, I think that's it, actually. Yeah. Um, probably, and I cannot, I cannot, I cannot believe this. <laughs> probably, probably Pajemski. Probably Pajemski. You agree with me? Of course I do. Yeah, that's my guy. I'm yeah. I'm all in on pods. He's the only one I would. I, I to be clear, I don't want to trade any of them. I would be eh. willing to entertain it. Well, I don't want to. I wanted to trade James Wiseman because I thought he sucked. <laughs> um, I like all these players. It's more of a like, well, you know, if they could get a front court player, where would Kuminga even get minutes? So as much as it would hurt, I'd be willing to do it. You know, like that sort of thing. Um, pods would be the one who would actually make me hesitate. 
and be like, I don't know. I don't know if this guy's good enough to give up the upside of pods, uh, which sounds insane to say, but that's honestly where my head's at right now. Yeah, it depends on the player, right? Depends on the player. Um, but Kaminga also feels like the guy that just has pro- – well, I guess you could argue pods might actually have the highest trade value because he's still a rookie. He's got a bunch of years left where he doesn't really get paid. He's probably the best basketball player out of the four guys, actual player. Um, so that, that's probably the guy uh, would be pretty painful. Uh, to give away because um, you look you look down the you look down the line here it's it's not like tjd has a ton of trade value like you like we talked about he's older moody's kind of like a role player guy how much is he really getting back to you he's probably more valuable to the warriors moving forward than anyone else i think it really comes back down to that one thing it comes back down to kaminga it, it, just the most obvious guy it comes down to kaminga not just because it's kaminga but because there's one position that's the most obvious for an upgrade on this roster, and that's a front court player. Whether it's a center or a power forward, Draymond offers you the versatility to acquire either, and it works because he can kind of switch back and forth between the two himself. And if you're acquiring a front court player, I mean, Kuminga, they play Kuminga exclusively at power forward anyway. So it kind of blocks him. So in some ways, you're trading, you'd be trading Kuminga for a player who does the things you think Kuminga will be doing consistently in four years time, right? Like you're trading for the, you're trading for a player who's better than him today, knowing that probably in three years, he will be better than that guy or in four years, you know? And that's basically to your point, you're hedging, you're saying, yeah, in 2028, we'd probably rather have Kuminga than the guy we acquired now, but it's 2023 and we got about three years of Steph playing at this level. Yep, yep. So we got to make the adult decision. I think I agree with you there. I think it sucks because we're finally seeing Kuminga turn a corner. But end of the day, these are discussions that going to be had in a month. Can it just be Wiggins? Um, I get it. I get it. <laughs> All right. All right. Light Years Podcast is brought to you by Sleeper, the NBA season. We're hitting Christmas here, which means now have the chance to 100 extra cash on daily fantasy basketball basketball has never been more exciting on a day-to-day basis just high scoring games everywhere with players like steph curry lebron james kevin durant brandon pajemski all the superstars pick more or less on stats uh like points rebounds three-pointers steals double doubles uh and more for 100 plus on sleeper uh get your picks right and you could win big i was this close the other night i went with the anthony davis under easy cash lebron james over on assists easy cash kobe white who's been on fire 33 and a half for points rebounds and assists he went right under even though he's been the bright spot for the chicago bulls um, but if i had one would have 5x and and win big uh, use promo code light years you'll get up to a hundred dollars match on your first deposit terms and conditions apply see sleepers terms of use for details currently operational in over 25 states check out sleeper today and we are brought to you by Manscaped. Ho, 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 gentlemen. Get ready to jingle and deck your balls this holiday with the help from our friends over at Manscaped. The leaders in below the waist grooming have just launched their performance package 5.0 Ultra, but I like to call it the small gift for your big package. Featuring Santa's number one helper, the Lawnmower 5.0 Manscaped can guarantee you'll be stuffing more than just your stocking this season. Let your ornaments shine and enjoy 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. 
with code LIGHTYEARS. Mrs. Claus will thank you. But the fun doesn't stop there. Is your boxer game week? Take care of the chestnuts with Manscaped's Boxers 2.0 featuring their signature jewel pouch to keep you calm, cool, and collected. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code LIGHTYEARS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code LIGHTYEARS. Give the gift of Manscaped this holiday season. So, who does Andy want for Christmas more? Pascal Siakam or Lowry Markinen? That is <laughs> horrendous, that is, horrendous transition. <laughs> no, no, no. I like it. I, I liked how we uh, tiptoed away from talking about either of these two guys. And it seems like as we go down to the trade deadline, we hear a new rumor about it every day. Literally just read something today about Siakam. Hilarious. Yeah. So let me like provide some, so, some background here. Okay. So players we know will be actively shopped at the deadline. And it doesn't mean they're for sure going to get traded, but everyone's talking about them, right? Zach Levine. Can we just admit we don't think he's making a tangible difference for the Warriors? Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Uh, is he even better than Clay for this team? No, no. What are we? What are we doing with Zach? So, so he and he doesn't really address their needs. Ridiculous. Per se. Okay. Go to the Lakers. OG Ananobi. OG is basically just uh, Wiggins, a better version of a consistent version of Wiggins. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I don't. Would he make the Warriors better? Obviously, everyone can use a two-way wing who can do certain things, but I don't think he really addresses what they need per se. And then these two guys are. Completely different players, but they address multiple things the Warriors need. Lowry Markinen, who's basically a seven-foot Clay Thompson these days, and Pascal Siakam, who's kind of like Draymond in some ways, but with more scoring punch and everything. I don't know. If I was to ask you, which of those two would you prefer on this Warriors team? Because they both present positives and negatives. You know? This one's extremely hard for me, too, because I don't okay. Who's the better player overall? Probably Lowry. Lowry, right? It's Lowry. Me? Um, well, I to be honest, depends how you define player. He's the better offensive player. He's a better scorer for sure. Siakam's the better defender. Uh, better playmaker. Better, yeah, better playmaker. That's true. Maybe fits the Warriors in a playoff series. It's like, like there are all these questions that make this answer so hard for me to get to. But then, but then Lowry fits the Warriors like a glove on offense too. Like he knows how to move off ball. He cuts. He he doesn't. You know, he's not a like putting Siakam in the Warriors. It's like fitting in a guy who likes to hold the ball. Like that's kind of messy, right? A little bit. A little yeah. bit. But then, but then seen, on your point, on the defensive end, he could not fit more perfectly Siakam that is, I mean, right? Draymond and Siakam, he has postseason experience. It's not like Siakam's 36, right? Like, he's been yeah. – I mean, look at him. 29. He's four years before. I mean, he, this was three years – four years. Wow. Four years ago, uh, going to be five. Uh, so it's been a while um, on that And state. he wouldn't be the first option here, which is like, okay, we've seen him be the first – he's not a first option, right? Like, I think we figured that out. And Lowry would be kind of, to me, like a cat on the Warriors, but maybe like even better because just more consistent on a day-to-day, more of a dog than cat. You can, you can say <laughs> Lowry probably costs you more. Like maybe you for sure have to give up Kaminga, yeah. Moody, Pods 
three four ones right like, to get that deal uh, relax that's a little aggressive no okay maybe not maybe <laughs> but, not but he would cost more because you have him under contract what extra year and he's three three years younger so but on the flip side if you got him you got you got a, you got the guy for seven years of his prime it's less of a concern about like what you're giving up because you can continue building around assuming him. you're you're re-signing yeah. him and i mean yes of course i assume that um, whereas Siakam gonna be a free agent. So, like these are all the things where I so I think I think about I thought about this. I mean Warriors Twitter think, talks about this every day. It's very hard. Sam, I think end of the day, trying to win a championship this season, because there's who knows how many more seasons are left for Steph. I'm gonna go Siakam uh because of what I think he can do defensively with this team. It it puts the Warriors back to who they were, where they have another guy that he can. He can guard some bigs. Like you can even throw him on like a like an anti. I'm not saying he would lock him up, but it's a body, right? It's a bigger body than Wiggins that you could throw on AD or LeBron. It's someone that can finish a little better. I know shooting's kind of gone down the dumps, but maybe he gives you enough because he's playing next to Stephen Clay. But defensively, him, uh, Draymond, and then I, I don't know who's still left. Probably not Wiggins. Probably not Kaminga. But like just some other wing left that that can play that position. Now your defense is back to what the Warriors are, which to me is more important than putting this Lowry-led focus team where the Warriors are just playing games in the 140s. I don't – I think I'm good. <laughs> I think I'm good off that version, even though I think in a vacuum, people in the NBA would probably rather have Lowry. Um, but I think I'd rather have, have Seattle. You'd be leaning into the Steph plus defense team mold, which is not a fair place to lean. You'd also be getting a front court player – who can get his own shot off the bounce, which is something they haven't had since Kevin Durant. Not saying he's Kevin Durant, but yeah, I could definitely see the case for that. The case for Lowry Markinen, though, would be if you acquire him, you probably give yourself a four or five year window with Steph because, in theory, as Steph ages, you know, like there could be a season where Steph is 38 and Lowry's only 28 or 29, where maybe Lowry's the first option. Yeah. And Steph is more of a second option, and you're still competing. That could be a real thing that happens. So, defensively, I don't think he's as bad as you think he is either. Oh, but the but then again, to your point, there's a difference between being passable in the regular season and playoff passable. And he hasn't played the he hasn't been in the playoffs. Period. He just hasn't. It's a long. That's a big step to go when you've never played playoff basketball. At least Siakam's played playoff basketball for what. Five years in a row now. He's been to the finals. He's 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 played multiple series since then. Yeah, I mean, I could see the point. I could see the point. It's gonna be a little ugly. His fit with Draymond, though, it would be no no doubt about. It. He's used to playing the same role Draymond plays, where he plays off of that. But you know, I I just it, it'd be gross. It'd be gross. But I'll, I'll live with that. I'll live with that. Or maybe just, you get him and you trade Draymond. You know, that works too. I don't know. We, 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 we haven't even we, talked we, about Draymond. That's my number one holiday wish list. Draymond, figure it out. Figure your stuff out. That's really what it comes down to. Because it's like all of our conversations, it's like in the offseason, all of our conversations assumed Wiggins would be fine and Draymond would be fine and Clay would be fine. And currently only Clay is fine of the three. So and somehow well, Chris Paul is fine when he's on the court. Like yeah, he's fine. Yeah, he's, he's fine. The problem with Chris Paul is he's too dependable and they're relying on him because other guys can't do their job. Yeah. yeah. That's not, a, that's not Chris Paul's fault. You rather have Lowry or Pascal? <sighs> Probably Siakam. 
just because uh, Clay's shown me enough that I trust he could be that second shooting off. If I thought Clay was completely cooked, which not gonna lie, there's been times I've I've wavered and thought that. Then I'd say they they need someone like Lowry Markkinen, who's more of an offensive threat, more. But I think if you get Siakam, it's enough to extend Clay and for him to be good. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, if honestly, if the Warriors the Warriors get either one, I'm not, we're living we're living good. It's just you know. in some in some ways, isn't the question like who needs more help, Clay or Draymond? And I would argue probably Draymond. Draymond needs Siakam next to him a little more. He needs someone in the front court he can count on a little more than Clay needs probably a little more offensive support. And ideally, you know, someone like Siakam gives you a little bit of both, right? Interesting question. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes, because yes, because his team just doesn't have that many great defensive players. Yeah, because of that, yes. Mm-hmm. Draymond needs more help. Yeah. Um. He doesn't have that. the wings he could rely on. He doesn't have no, no, a no. center behind him he could rely on. He just it would, They just need some more plus defensive bodies, period. And Siakam, no matter what you think of his offense, it can be ugly at times. He does pound the ball a little too much. Um, the three-point shot comes and goes, and, and it can get really ugly when it goes. But, I just, like, I just realized he can the, really defend. What? I just realized who's the fifth in that lineup with Siakam. I just Odds. No. <laughs> Actually, maybe, but I think GP two is is probably what what Steve would go with, which is a hilarious lineup where you have GP two, Draymond, and Siakam at at three, four, five. Um, man, that would G- be GP is the two and Clay is the three, but it doesn't really matter. So yeah, <laughs> really yeah. good defensive lineup though. Really, 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 really good defensive lineup. Steph, go figure it out because you're getting triple teamed. But uh, yeah, but that's the type of lineup that can force because like Siakam forces a lot of turnovers. Yeah. Draymond forced a lot of turnovers. GP2, ball hawk, forced a lot of turnovers. You know the easiest way to alleviate their half-court issues? Transition. Don't be stuck in the half-court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. It does feel like if they add one piece like that to the team, that could be the thing that turns everything around for them. Or maybe we're just in that holiday spirit after watching them beat bad teams. I no, know. I've been on this one. For, we've been on this one for a long time. This this Siakam trade. Now, for some reason, they were. It was reported that they were in on OGN and Obi at last year's trade deadline, which, like you said, makes sense. But we hearing we're hearing so many reports. That's probably who they got. They're going to bid around Scotty and OG. Like those are the other two guys that Masai Jerry is going to end up going with. Um, so Pascal's got to go somewhere. What I find interesting though is that the Warriors don't pop up at all uh, in, in in Pascal Siakam conversations. And again, it's like. Dude, it's just rumors. So who cares? Who cares? I'm sure the Warriors have thought about this a lot. Um, they're just not brought up. It's just, it's fascinating to me that they're just not brought up. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they try to keep their name out of stuff, but we'll see. Like, I don't expect. I don't know. I think. I guess. Do you expect them to be active at the deadline? Yeah, dude. Yes, you and I. You know, come on. They have to be. They have no choice. They have no choice. The real question to me though is: is are they going to trade Chris Paul? Right, like. Are they gonna, are they even going to try to trade him? Because I mean, Siakam almost for sure requires him just like to make the cap stuff work. The easiest way to do it cap wise is Kuminga and Chris Paul, and then um, whatever picks you feel like you have to do after that. But yeah, from the cap perspective, it kind of makes sense for Toronto. I mean, what packages are they getting from any from other people that that matter? 
Um, because the Warriors still have a trove of first round picks. They could go three more for they have three first that they can throw. I don't like these contending teams don't have that necessarily as much. Um I wouldn't. I'd be I'd I'd be careful with it. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, because half the season all that. I'm just saying, like, they have it as an option though, right? It's it's yeah. Feels like they could do it if they want. Potentially. And we'll Jerry, see. I mean, we this had... is all this is all way too way too early. So it has to be done, Sam. It has to be done, Samuel. It has to be done. Well, you're gonna have to watch twenty more of these before it gets done. So <laughs> happy holidays, everyone. We appreciate you. We'll be back. We'll be live on playback probably the morning after Christmas. Mm-hmm.